Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. Financial markets maintained a relative calm throughout a week marked by events that could trigger significant moves next week. On Thursday, Federal Reserve officials, including Chairman Powell, made hawkish comments, leaving room for further tightening, should the disinflation trend decelerate. On Friday, ratings agency Moody's downgraded its outlook for the US to AAA negative from stable, based on large fiscal deficits and a decline in debt affordability. As expected, the White House criticized the decision. Moody's is the last of the three major agencies to keep a top rating for the US. Fitch downgraded to AA plus in August, while S&P has a AA-plus rating since 2011. Benchmark bond yields in developed countries shifted marginally higher last week, with 10-year US Treasury yields gaining 7 basis points to 4.63%, while the 2-year bond added 23 basis to 5.06%. Other markets experienced similar moves with Boond yields closing at 2.71% and gilts at 4.34%. The yield curves of the US, Germany, Britain, Canada and Switzerland are all in inverted mode. In currency markets, the dollar recovered some of the territory lost a week ago on the back of the Fed's hawkish remarks, weak economic data in Britain that pulled sterling more than 1% lower, and the steep weekly depreciation for the Aussie dollar of more than 2%. In monetary policy action, the only central bank in advanced economies to hold a meeting was the Reserve Bank of Australia on Tuesday, which hiked rates by 25 basis points to 4.35%, a 12-year high, and signalled it could tighten policy even more subject to data. Australia's economic growth has slowed down to a two-year low, and the RBA estimates it will grow by just 1% next year. In economic data, Britain's economy stagnated in Q3, with a flat reading but avoided a recession. The Bank of England left rates unchanged a week ago, at a 15-year high of 5.25%, and forecasted no GDP growth for next year. Eurozone retail sales dropped in September, highlighting low consumer demand and the risk of recession. Equity markets exhibited strength, with technology stocks delivering robust returns as megacaps outperformed, propelling major indexes upward. The Nasdaq Composite gained 2.4% last week, the S&P 500 added 1.3%, but the small-cap Russell 2000 fell more than 3%, while European indexes ended mixed and little changed. To recap the year-to-date performance of leading benchmarks, the S&P 500 is up by 15%, the Nasdaq Composite rallied 32%, and Europe's stock 600 up 4.3% in euros and 4% in dollar terms, a clear underperformer. In comparison, the MSCI Emerging Market Index is flat this year with a wide disparity, as Brazilian stocks are 18% higher, but China's fell 12%, both in dollar terms. A few notable movers among US mega caps, 
include chip maker NVIDIA gaining 7.4% after announcing a new line of semiconductors targeted to Chinese clients, complying with Washington's recent export ban. Also, rival Broadcom rallied 8.5% through an all-time high and a market cap of $395 billion, as its acquisition of VMware looks closer to completion. Moving on to commodities, it was a poor week for Bloomberg's broad index which fell the most in eight months, mostly on weak energy and precious metals markets. Crude oil prices posted the third straight week of losses for the first time since May, as weak economic data in China and Britain raised expectations of lower future demand. Both WTI and Brent fell 4% to $77.20 and $81.40. The hawkish tone by the Fed was the main driver of weakness for the precious metals complex. Gold fell for a second consecutive week to $1,937 while palladium sank to a five-year low, breaking the 1,000 support level. A sell-off triggered by expectations of oversupply as automakers replaced the commodity with platinum for their catalytic converters. In corporate deals, hotel and holiday timeshare companies, Hilton Grand Vacations, and smaller rival Blue Green Vacations, emerging to create a group with a market value of $5 billion. A large bankruptcy was announced, as flexible co-working company WeWork filed for Chapter 11 protection leading to massive losses for venture capital investors. Once valued at $47 billion privately, the 97% share drop year-to-date took the market value to just $67 million. Japan's SoftBank lost approximately $16 billion on this bet. Finally, a quick mention for digital assets. The cryptocurrency rally accelerated last week with Bitcoin reaching an 18-month high, now trading above $37,000, and continues to be driven by expectations that the SEC will soon announce the approval of spot Bitcoin ETF products. The total market cap for the sector rose by 67% in the last 12 months, to $1.4 trillion, with a Bitcoin dominance of 51%. Among the biggest altcoin movers, Solana rallied 43% last week to a market value of $25 billion, Avalanche advanced 46%, and Chainlink 31%. Noteworthy events next week include CPI inflation in the US on Tuesday and Argentina's final round of presidential elections next Sunday. That's all for this week. Please follow this channel and help us promote it. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our subscription. Have a good week.